This episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast is actually a broadcast that we do on AM radio. So we do a show called The Draw on 12:10 a.m. The Man, which broadcasts in South Florida, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, we've been broadcasting live from Cigar Cellar of Miami at 1557 Sunset Drive, and we're sharing broadcasts of The Draw here on our podcast. So without any further ado, here is the latest installment of The Draw. On 12:10 a.m., the man, which you can also find on Spotify if you search for the draw 12:10, or uh, streaming live again Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 12:10theman.com. That's one two one zero theman.com. Otherwise, uh, you should be able to catch uh, episodes of that show right here on the Cigar Snob Podcast feed, unless you want to hear us live, which is always fun. Anyway, here you go. Greetings and welcome to the draw. Welcome to the draw. Welcome to the draw, y'all. Three welcomes to the draw. Have you ever been so welcomed to a radio show? How about this draw? Oh man, we got how many? How many more people we got here, Carlos? Uh, we got. That's just just us four. Oh, okay, okay. I thought we might have more special guests with distinct accents. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to the draw. Is this the draw? I have drawing. Okay. I have a draw for you. Anyway, that was fun. I'm Nick Jimenez. At least I'm, for us. <laughs> for, it was, I guaranteed more fun for us than it was for you. Absolutely. We had a damn good time. I had a good time. Very nice. All right, thanks for coming. All right, that's it. That's it. Uh, let's catch you next oh, week. We'll see you next week. All right. Uh, I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm with Eric Calvino. What's going on? And Carlos Carluba Rodriguez. Hello, hello. We are at Cigar Cellar of Miami, 1557 Sunset Drive. Where we are smoking cigars. We have braved the elements. Braved the elements. We have driven straight right through this torrential downpour. And we have finally arrived here where we lit cigars and had our buddy Alex Broch pour us a few drinks. You guys are drinking beers. What beers are you drinking? Pops Porter from Winwood Brewing. It's delicious. Is this, so this is a beer that each of you knows uh, well. We knows well. We <laughs> knows it well, sir. <laughs> You're making fun of me, but that's how that, uh, that I, I was not uh, incorrect there. It's uh, each you of you. You know what? To your well. defense, you're not a beer drinker. I'm not a beer so drinker. So no. he doesn't yeah, really know how no, I don't to get the address. Beer lingo. He doesn't know I how to address a beer. No. Yeah. So this is maybe news to our listeners. Um, I I am a cigar person, and I like things that get you drunk, but I don't drink beer because I don't drink anything carbonated. It's not my thing. Uh, it just kind of grosses me out. I never quite understood why people liked bubbles in their mouth. I won't uh, repeat like the like the first week of him working at the office. It was every day. So wait a minute. So, so you don't do club soda. Club soda. You yeah, don't you do have to go through like not even orangina. No, like no, no, uh, no. no Perrier. You don't no. want a Fanta. <laughs> yeah, no. you don't want a want a Fanta. It's, it's we won't do that. It's but the we've carbonated just it. portion of of beverages that yeah. you know the you whole, start going through it. Like not even this thing that's delicious, but it's carbonated. Yeah, even that thing. Yep. Yeah. And so I which am, is the thing that we're drinking, by the way. I am the I'm the fancy man over here, drinking a glass of red wine. Ooh! So but you which don't is know fine. what red wine you're I drinking. I don't know red wine. Vino rojo or tinto. Vino tinto. Vino tinto y se fue. Y se fue. There you go. Anyway, so um, yeah, that is the stuff we're consuming uh, in liquid form. But we are also smoking cigars, as always. Um, we are continuing to work through our list of the top 25 cigars of 2018. 
Again, uh, at Cigar Snob, we publish that list every January, so that's been the basis of our uh, cigar selection for the past uh, about 20 installments of the show. Today, we're smoking cigar number 21, which is the... Tw- sorry. Number 21 is the 2012 by Oscar Bayadares Maduro. So this is a, uh, a factory and a cigar maker. I like maker. to call it the 2012 Maduro by Oscar Bayadares. Okay. Because otherwise it sounds kind of weird. It sounds like Maduro is his last name, like the Venezuelan. Well, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know what his second last name is we don't, it's down true. there. It's true. Maybe so, it is. Maybe it is. So anyway, the uh, 2012. Uh, this is We're losing control here. Yeah. We're losing control. Uh, the no. rain. It is the rain. The rain has us all a little crazy. Blame it on the rain. Uh, is, is that a song? <laughs> you want to sing it for us? Go ahead and blame it on the rain. No, but I like that. I like yeah. that. It's not I song, but that's tr- okay. I had to try. Sounds like a good song. So this is a Honduran-made cigar with a Mexican wrapper binder from Honduras and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. I like Carlos like that one. Uh, we're smoking this in Toro, which is the 6x52. However, special twist on this installment of the draw, we had two of the Maduros left, and so our buddy Carluba is smoking the 2012 by Oscar Valladares, not Maduro. I think that looks like a Connecticut. It, uh, it's a little darker than a Connecticut. Maybe I But uh, actually, we didn't have these at the office. These were uh, yes. given to us by... George and Aquiles over at Sabor Havana in Doral. So shout out to those guys. Thank you, guys. Shout out to those guys. And if for some reason you are uh, not in the appropriate distance to come here, buy cigars, and give me chicken wings, show them a little love if you're over in Doral, Absolutely. way up north that way. Great store. All right. So uh, this cigar retails for eight fifty. We will move on to our notes because we've been smoking this for a little bit. We'll start with me and Eric because then I think it'll be interesting to compare with what Carlos is getting from his, uh, his natural over there, which is, I think, an Alano. Uh, for me, I've been smoking this from about 10 minutes before we went live. I'm getting a good amount of, uh, of wood, some leather. Not a very peppery cigar for me. No, no. Um, which you, you kind of expected it would be. There's a, a nice sweetness from the Mexican wrapper, mm-hmm. but not as much as like the cigars that I think of when I think of like this is the cigar that exemplifies Mexican wrapper. And that may be because Honduran tobacco tends to be a little bit on the spicier side, or and, er- and earthy, and earthy. Uh, and so maybe that's cutting some of that Mexican sweetness in a way that uh, maybe, other. But it's it's really really nice. Very I've, I nice. forgot. I mean it's. What month are we in now? Seven, uh, six? June. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. We haven't tasted this since we did the top 25. So we would have, last time I smoked this was around November or December. Right. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's that sweetness. You're right. It is a San Andres type of sweetness, but not over the top. And so it's got like a, a very nice, uh, clean delivery of that sweetness mm-hmm. without, without extra dirtiness or earthiness and uh and the cedar is really nice on it like i love that little cedariness that it has yeah. I, i'm a sucker for whenever a cigar has uh that rich sweet cedar component that always gets me so carlos how are you feeling about that uh other variant of the cigar that you have over there well, this, i'll figure out which one it is <clears throat> this one is um th- there it's really sweet it's uh initially i i I really taste the mildness of it. It, is, it does not have a lot of strength to it. It's to be fair, neither it's does this. Pleasantly this mild, not very strong either. Pleasantly mild, very sweet, and also very uh, earthy. Uh, specifically grassy. 
I would okay. I would call it like a grassy, dry grass, earthy flavor, but a very kind of mild sweetness to it as cool. well. Yeah, so that's something that I don't think Eric and I are getting from the Maduro, which makes sense. So if you're into more of that grassy flavor, which you know I, I think is one of those things that as you as you go smoking more and more cigars, you start to kind of become more able to isolate right. things like that. But right. the grassy, I sometimes, especially if you're getting like a grassiness and a sweetness, sometimes I almost compare it to uh, the sensation or the flavors that you get from chewing sugarcane, hmm. where it's got like a little bit of that planty right. kind of flavor, but also the sweetness of right. the sugar. Right. Um, that's that's generally what I what I refer to. Um, so you are smoking the 2012 Corojo, mm. which is a variant of Habano. Okay. Which would explain some of the sweetness, because Corojo brings its own sweetness Absolutely, yeah. as, a, as a varietal. It's not a Maduro type of sweetness. No. Well, that's good, because it's not a Maduro. Right. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, because you guys, you tasted that sweetness, right. too, but you're having a Maduro. I feel like this is probably a different type of sweetness. By the way, how's it working with the beard? Because uh, with the Pops Porter, this is tremendous. You know, I, I didn't want to mention anything. I don't think these two really go that No, not out. yours. This does. No. This is like uh, no. the beer adds this like espresso element to the cigar that is just lovely. They kind of, they're kind of uh, at odds. At odds with each other. Huh. So That does happen, though. So that's where we are with the cigar. We will return to these two cigars uh, or these two different types of cigars uh, at some other point in the show. In the meantime, we got stuff to talk about hmm. starting with... An upcoming event that we have that Cigar Snob will be hosting. Eric, tell the people where they need to be on Thursday. So Thursday night at uh, 6.30, 7 o'clock, we're going to start. It's going to be at the Wharf in Miami, so on the river. We're going to have Nestor Miranda is going to relaunch the Nestor Miranda Special Selection. It was a cigar that we loved back in the day. And then they uh, they pulled it from production. Uh and then ju it's just now coming back. So it's about to be launched at IPCPR in Vegas. But locally, we're going to have uh, first dibs at it or first crack at it. So Thursday night, come to the wharf. Hang out with us. The uh, The entire Cigar Snob crew will be there. Nestor Miranda himself will be there. Cool. There will be all, all kinds of deals on uh, on the new Nestor Miranda special selection. And drinks and food. And it's going to be a damn good time. It always is when, mm -hmm. we, when we hang out at the wharf. I so remember I loved that cigar. And I had it. I, I saw him not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, at another cigar oh, so shop. Oh, you had the new one. And he gave me the new one, told me all about the relaunch. And so it's made, I enjoyed it's, it. It's made by I Pepin really again. enjoyed it. Yes. So it's made yeah, by my father's cigars in Nicaragua. So it's, it's a tremendous cigar. So definitely come on out Thursday night. Hang out with us at, uh, at the wharf. Good stuff. So I remember that cigar... My, it wasn't one that I was very familiar with before I came to Miami to work full-time with Cigar Snob back in 2013. Uh, and so my, for the first time that I really like got to know that cigar very well was when we did that photo shoot at Pine Creek up in, uh, that's near Okeechobee. That's right. Uh, so we did a photo shoot there. One of the best shoots we've ever done. Exactly. Yeah. And in fact, a little fun, fun trivia, if you're out playing, uh, you know, doing your cigar. Cigar Snob trivia. Cigar Snob scavenger hunt. Trivia. Uh, that is the that cigar is in the hand of the model that we shot that at over at uh, at Galliano. So they've got some, uh, some yeah. One of the three there. covers uh, at Galliano features that uh, right. that cigar. So uh, so anyway, uh, very cool event. We the last time we did an event at the wharf, it went off extremely well, uh, and I'm looking forward swimmingly. to swimmingly. Yeah, exactly, and, and if, definitely worth going, especially just if nothing else to rub elbows with Nestor Miranda, who is a character uh, to be reckoned with. So you definitely want to character you want to rub 
his elbow? Is that what you're no. saying? Well, I, you want to rub his elbows, but with your own elbow. With your own elbow. Elbow to elbow. Don't just go fingertip his no, elbow. No, no, no. Elbow no. to elbow. I'm going full Carluba, by the way. He yeah, used yeah. Maybe be, a problem. He used to be the most interesting man in the cigar industry. Is, is that, not anymore? Is still, he's not he's, anymore? Is that still, I'm asking. Oh, oh, oh. I'm asking the people in the cigar industry. He is quite interesting. He and is, he is in the cigar business. He's, he's up there. He's, a, he is, he is a, uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore of interesting in the cigar business. Um, we, uh, we did an interview with him a while back. I forget where this lives now, but my favorite Nestor Miranda thing was when he told me about uh, killing a bear with a revolver. Mm. Uh, and so I asked him, you know, well, what advice do you have for somebody who is in a situation where they have to, you know, defend themselves mm-hmm. against an attacking bear? And his answer was, you don't want to be involved in that. It's wise. D- don't be involved in that. It's close to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, which I guess, I mean, uh, it, an interesting take. Sound advice. Uh, That's uh, a, a wise. A man with a lot of see. confidence. A man for whom a bear attack is only close to death. It's not even a likely death. It's no. you will come close, but you will down this bear with your revolver. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, go meet Nestor Miranda uh, at the wharf Thursday, and maybe meet us. You know, we will be there. You've never mm-hmm. seen our faces, but just listen for our voices. In the in the distance, mm-hmm. oh, ASMR. Ooh, very nice. All right, OJ Simpson's on Twitter. Finally, oh. I've been waiting for so long My for this. Gosh. So um, OJ Simpson of Killing Two People fame. Yeah. Uh, has uh, he a played t- football? Right. I, he might have uh, before w- that. Was that like when? Was that like when he was like in between airplane movies? I think so. Okay. I think it was maybe just before. Just before airplane. Uh, so OJ Simpson is on Twitter, uh, and it's a very weird Twitter account. Pound for pound, the weirdest Twitter account on Twitter uh, because there are very few tweets, and yet he manages to pack all kinds of weird into those very few tweets. Mm-hmm. Well, and in a, in a matter of four tweets, he has 730,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's just been written about so much that he's on Twitter at all. Uh, so he's got these videos, it's like three or four videos, I believe, um, and his first video, he ends by saying he's got some getting even to do, which is a little odd coming from Mr. OJ. Yeah, it's um, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what uh, who he has to get even. But with. the most the most entertaining thing about this, I recommend that you do go <laughs> and true. check out uh, OJ Simpson on Twitter. He's the real OJ 32 on Twitter. And uh the few tweets, open the tweets, and check out the responses to the tweets. This is my favorite so far. It's actually not, it's a, it's a football tweet, because he says in the videos that he wants to talk about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Taking an early look at fantasy football, Patrick Mahomes was my clear number one, but with Cheetah, at Cheetah, status still up in the air, I am debating Baker Mayfield or TG, uh, this is a Todd Gurley. Uh, am I missing anyone? So, my favorite string of comments, I'll read these before we go to break. Michael James says... Killer pick. Patrick Magoat says, oh, the OJ definitely makes the cut. <laughs> Your favorite Ethiopian's favorite Ethiopian says, he'll find the holes in the defense and slash right through them. <laughs> so if you want that kind of entertainment, head over to OJ Simpson's Twitter account. Another Sage follower recommended that he pick up Aaron Hernandez uh, <laughs> at Fantasy Football. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, O.J. Simpson's on there. He's got scores to settle in videos. Well, and but also knows. there's a they, there's an O.J. parody account, Correct. which instead of being O.J. Uh, 32, it's 0J32. 0J. And it's all about you, how I killed my wife. And it's Oh, man. There's dark humor, but. Dark humor, dark. yes. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about dark humor in, uh, in yeah, yesterday's yes, episode. 
Um, so anyway, there's a little through lines. We're you know this is uh, this is all kinds of continuity on the draw. Mm-hmm. You know we're very good at radio. Mm. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah. Um, so when we come back from this break, it's not our first radio. I mean rodeo. <laughs> we will be talking <laughs> about all sorts of things, including a way to give yourself little static shocks, electric shocks when you do things that you're not supposed to do. All that and more on the draw live from Cigar Cellar at fifteen fifty seven Sunset Drive. We will catch you after these commercials, which I'm told are very good. On uh, The Man, 1210 AM, The Man, at Cigar Cellar. We're broadcasting live. We're live right now, June 18th at 620. That's the day. This is us right now. This is us. This is Carlos. Not before. This is Eric. Not before. And this is Nick. I'm Nick. And we're smoking. That's what we're doing. We're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> we're smoking the 2020 Caballeros right. in Maduro. Right. We right. took all 50,000 watts that our broadcast is working with, set it right on the foot of our cigar, and boom, <laughs> out came the fire. Let it. Came the boom fire. Not the Perdomo that was previously mentioned. No. Don't be confused. I know how confusing the magic of radio can make things. What you were hearing before was a promo. That was an advertisement. And guess what? It worked because you're still here mm-hmm. listening to this mm-hmm. show. I told you before the break, these ads were going to be good. They work. Yeah. These advertising people, in. I'm telling you, they, they know how your brain works. They're manipulating you, and here you still are listening to this show. Mm-hmm. 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 You there don't you. even know what's real, what's not real. Are we even here? I think so. All right. Cool. Cigar Cellar, 1557 I'm glad, Sunset I like Drive. I'm glad this is all real because I like it here. I'm drinking wine. I'm smoking a cigar. You guys are drinking beer. It's a good time. So, you know what's not a good time? What, Nick? Your own government. Trying to find you for your patriotism. That is absolutely ridiculous. What government on this planet would do that to to anyone? Statesville, North Carolina. I told you, I'm not a statist or a statesvillist. No, <laughs> nor should you be. <laughs> nor should you be. So Statesville, North Carolina has sued Marcus Lemonis. Um, his business. His Or his like business. Gander correct. Outdoors, I think. Camping World. Yeah, yeah. Camping World, uh, Gander Outdoors. Army. Over the size of their American flag. A little flag envy over at <laughs> Statesville, huh? That's probably what it is. They were like, we don't have a flag that big, and we're the man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, hang on a second. Do you guys know the flag on, uh, what is that in Miami Lakes? The uh, Miami Lakes Auto Mall? Mm-hmm. Isn't that flag massive? Massive. What is it with... Dealerships and massive flags. I'm okay with it though. It no, I'm beautiful. fine with it. I just, I just, I wonder where that came so from. So if, if I uh, guess we're okay with that marketing size thing flag. to see it from far away. I know, but this one, when you look at the pictures of this one, the one in question, the one in Statesville, yeah, it, it look. looks, it looks like it's half the size of the one in Miami Lakes Automobile. Yeah, but it says it's like forty by eighty. Understood. But what That's is the what is the issue? Because if there's no oh, one being in danger, I agree. What is the what is the problem? I wonder what so they the, so the issue here is that Statesville, North Carolina has an ordinance on the, uh, the size maximum flag, yeah. size that you can you can uh, fly an American flag or the, the the size of the flag you can fly. And Marcus and being a clearly, Miami guy, clearly, <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna 40, go double a forty by eighty foot flag is uh, is 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 not allowed. I wonder what is the actual what's the size? What are the dimensions? I, I Do they say half? Oh, it's half. So 20 by 40. So I, I just don't. Measly, a measly 20 by 40. 800 square foot flag. Get it, out of here with it that. It just seems to me like. My last a, apartment was under 800 square feet. <laughs> you could have lived on this flag. Yep. Um, yeah, it just seems to me like this is, uh, you know, not, I always sort of find this to be a cheesy term, but it is an un-American thing. It flies totally in the face American. of any ideal of like. Flag. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, make your America smaller. <laughs> do do a little less America over there, Marcus. Right. Not into it. And camping world, how more American can you get, right? On, like, in a, on an RV dealership? Absolutely. What are you saying about RV, RV people? I was saying that that's... That's a very American thing. Okay. It is. A, yeah. No, RVs are is about as American as... Recreational as vehicles. Yeah. You don't want to be on an RV on a European roads. Hey, I'm a... What do you mean? They, they do have them. They don't call them RVs. They call them caravans. I, yeah, I mean, they have them, but there's a real, I think that they're more prevalent oh, they, here. In, in England, there's a, there's a big culture, believe it or not. No, no, no. They're I'm just sure. a lot smaller than ours. I have a lot of family history of RVing. I'm a you, fan. That's you right. Oh, yeah, you had a, your family is big on the motorhome. <laughs> motorhome. <laughs> but, uh, but back to the Limonis thing. So he's been attacking Statesville... Uh, because it's a lawsuit, yes. and he's been attacking Statesville on Twitter, and it's uh, it's pretty cool to watch. He's he's so well spoken. Yeah. He's a shrewd and, guy, and yeah, he's he knows guy. exactly what he's doing. And he's saying, "I am not going to pay the fine uh, until we take this to court, and I will continue to fly the flag no matter what you say." Yeah. And so it's pretty cool awesome. to watch this unfold before us because Marcus is so public that everything's on Twitter. Watch it Thank you, thank you for noticing that, Carlos. Right, no on. one else come caught on. the unfold. Or maybe no one cared. No one cared. Yeah. Or unfurled. Unfurled. We watched watch this, this unfurled. unfurled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, kudos to, to Marcus. By the way, one of uh, Christopher Columbus High School's favorite sons. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. You probably know him. We've been mentioning him as if everybody is going to know who he is. This is a, uh, a businessman who is... A billionaire. A billionaire, yes. He's got a whole bunch of dollars. A, a more than one billion. Many stacks, as the kids say. Um <laughs> And uh, he is on a show. He's got a, a reality show called The Prophet. Mm-hmm. Not Prophet like he foresees things. The Prophet. No. Right. So it's what they right. call a play on words. You see what yes. they did there? Carlos yep. knows I see. Well. I see what they did there. Yep. The Prophet. So uh, so anyway, if you want to familiarize yourself with Marcus Limonis, um, check out The Prophet. It is a good show. I it haven't is seen actually. A, we love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Calvino household. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen a ton of it, but uh, the one that I do remember was Key Lime Pie related. So he oh, went the one in the Keys. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. In pretty, pretty I'm cool a episode. fan. I'm a fan. I, I actually applied. He was looking once for like a an assistant, and I, you know, I applied knowing that I probably wouldn't make it, but knowing that I really wouldn't make it if I didn't apply. So I that's the easiest way to not make it is yeah. to not apply. Yeah. So, so anyway, on Twitter he is uh, at Marcus Limonis. So M A R C U S L E M O N I S. You got that. I got it. Everybody? I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> so the uh, next story we're going to talk about here is about performers from Cuba who had been booked for the 4th of July in Hialeah, and that is no longer happening. As you do. Uh, Eric, this was your story. Give us a little bit of a, of a summary here. And then, Carlos, I'm especially interested in your take because this is uh, the, the music. Sure. The music and uh, musical events the thing music, is sort the of The music is going to get you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is uh, three Cuban artists, right? Jacob Forever. Uh I'm trying to say that as you even s- sounding as possible because it's, it's Jacob Forever would be if you read that right. Terrible name. Uh, I know. Then uh, someone, La Senorita Diana, I don't know who that is, and El Micha. So these three artists who reside in Cuba were booked to do the 4th of July concert, Independence Day, in Hialeah. And and the uh, – what is that group, Nick, that does the the uh, – the the group that goes against all Castro things they they've kind of all gotten together all the 25 so say all those guys together okay uh, had a Democratic Directorate that's what yes, they're called yes the Democratic Directorate and so they uh, they petitioned to the uh, Hialeah mayor to please not have this guy these guys on especially a guy like Jacob Forever who wears a Che Guevara shirt in concert right right and so so uh, Mayor Hernandez said okay if you guys are against it I am ending it 
So everyone who had tickets, everyone who had all of that, it's canceled. So I'm in favor of this. I, 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 can't, I can't get behind uh, these Cuban artists singing during <laughs> 4th of July right. uh, and wearing a Che Guevara shirt and, and representing that right. and mocking our system. Get out of here with that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not for that at all. So Probably the I last event. The last I would, day of the calendar. The, yeah. the last event oh I would God, ever yeah. book who's, these guys for. Whose ridiculous oh, July idea was July 4th that? Independence Day party to have people who are anti-Independence Day, I guess, right? Yeah, they Pretty are. I'll, also, I'll take that a step further, and this is where my, my libertarian crazy hat comes on. I am also against this concert or any concert being organized by the city happening at all. Hialeah does not need the help of the city of Hialeah government to put on a Cuban music concert. Right. This is entirely unnecessary. And if the people, if there are enough, there's enough demand in Hialeah to bring Cuban artists in to celebrate the fourth, then let them do that on their own. For that matter, if they want to pay Willy Chirino to sing Ya Viene Llegando 50 times, let them do that on their own. If the demand is there, we don't, I don't know that any government's uh, support or coordination or whatever else is necessary for this. Um, so yeah, I, uh, well, I'm, I don't think that it was a, a matter of whether it was necessary or not. No, I think, no, I think I it was more of a quote-unquote cultural exchange. I understand. Right? My, my my point is that I, that I I don't think it's the government's place to do it at all. And I think and I'm that with you, but and, no, and no, I think that you're always going to run into some issue like that where uh, the the government is putting together uh, an event that somebody's not that somebody's going to have a problem with because you know somewhere in Hialeah there's somebody who now is on the opposite side of, of this equation who says, well, why are you telling me you know, what, that I can't have this person or that there's something wrong with my having wanted to have Jacob Foreva on the 4th of July? It just doesn't have to be yeah, that person organized and, and so produced that's my point by is, the government. Yeah, that's my point, is that there's never 100% consensus on anything, and I don't think the government should be involved in it. I need this story to get you guys going. Yeah, so not well, into you know, it. That was, uh, that was in Hialeah. The mayor is Carlos Hernandez in the city of Miami. Mayor Francis Suarez is very much against that. Uh, he's urging... Um, uh, government, uh, these U.S. government to cancel the program. He said he would do everything possible to make sure that Cuban musicians cannot use government facilities for their performances. Yeah, this cultural exchange program. Right. No, yeah, but it's not like these artists aren't getting paid. You know, somebody's paying for these artists to come here. Yeah, well, uh, Hialeah had budgeted 30000 for Jacob Forever, just that one artist. I don't right. know what the other one's got, but I know he was thirty grand. So that's the other thing is that, as far as I'm concerned, this whole cultural exchange, you know, based uh, visa thing is is a is a crock. If you want to say that it should be opened of up, what? of of poop. Oh, it's a crock poop. Uh, yeah, if you want to say that that this thing should be should be opened up and that artists should be able to accept money to come and pr- then that's a legitimate argument that I think is worth having. But this idea that we're you know uh, sort of giving this uh what is ultimately a, a a monetary exchange i'm going to pay you and you're going to come and you're going to sing the same way that every other artist has done yeah. when they come and sing and we're going to just like justify it to ourselves by giving it this veneer of humanitarianism right. as a cultural if, exchange yeah exactly as if hialeah needs jacob forever to come on the fourth of july to have a sense of what jacob forever is all about your your cubanness on the pronunciation has increased I, it's just i, I want to highlight how well, you want to say it correctly how silly Jacob Forever. Jacob Forever? Yeah. So anyway, he can go. What is, what is Jacob Forever's name? I don't know. It says it right here. Is he, he, he's, what, what, is, what are some of Jacob Forever's big hits? So, so the people listening Carluba know. Carluba may know this. Carluba knows right this. Right off the top of my head. I ain't got nothing. Atacase seca malecón. Exactly. That's, so yeah, Jacob Forever could go take a towel and secar el malecón. By himself. <laughs> by himself on the 4th of Gosh, July. Gosh darn it, on the 4th of July. <laughs> 
All right. So um, his name is Yosdani. That's I was not expecting a Yosdani. <laughs> you were Yosdani Jacob Carmenates. I, I think Yosdani is a is a cooler maybe, name. Maybe forever is because his name goes on forever. It's a super <laughs> long name. Yosdani Jacob Carmenates. It's actually just an abbreviation. Is all that is. Um, did you hear the? Uh, this is completely unrelated. But did you hear the uh, CNN talking about uh, David Ortiz? No. And they were talking about all the all the different suspects and who was caught and who was not and mm. who was involved. And every time they'd say a name, these Dominicans had had like six part names, you know, right. like Jose Ignacio Martinez uh, de la Cruz Virada. It was like one after another after another. And then oh, every time right. they try to say the name, it was a super long I name, mean, and they had to that say made all it of very, them. Very uh, uh, confusing. Trying oh, to explain I was up. so I was many at. characters, so many characters with such long names. Did they call him David Ortiz or Big Pappy? They call him Big Pappy. Big Pappy, not Pappy. I bet that not has Big to be Pappy, Big Pappy. That's got to be. Uh, it's got to be odd, right? On CNN as an anchor, you never thought your career would take you to be saying Big Pappy. Big Pappy on air, huh? Yeah. No, I, I mean, guess so. For me, that would be a highlight, though. The more it I was. get to say Big Pappy, the better. On air, yeah, for sure. Uh, what are your long Spanish names? Oh, you want to say? You want to hear mine? How how long can you go? Mine is. Carlos Daniel Rodriguez Atencio Valdivia Diaz de Villegas. Nicely done. I don't even have a middle name. My parents were no? too poor for that. <laughs> they, they couldn't afford a middle name. Oh, my man. sister and I do not have middle names. Neither is my brother Chuck. Oh, right. I'm, I'm a fan of middle names. I'm, I'm, ah, I'm, down I'm about my, to my have, have a second names. baby, and we're in the middle of coming up with a name. My wife doesn't have a middle name. I have a middle name. I'm four middle names. She's not four it. middle names. Yeah, I don't, so I don't the have middle. them, but uh, but I gave my kids middle names. Yeah, I, I want to give my kids uh, a middle name. I want to give them everything I can give I, them. I do, I, everything, even a middle names. Even middle names. Yeah, a penultimate, <laughs> penultimate name. And you know what? If it gets too long, your kids can just go by, you know, like you, Carlos Forever. Yeah, Carlos Forever. <laughs> just, uh, you know, abbreviations, CR. Um, all right, so when we, uh, when we come back, uh, because we spent a lot more time than I anticipated on, on the forever. We spent forever. We spent forever. <laughs> the, the, the draw forever. Welcome to the draw forever. We talk about this forever. And when we come back from here, we're going to be talking about giving yourself a chuck in the in the arm. <laughs> because when you're doing no one, bad things. No one is understanding this. Gonna, when you're doing a bad thing, you got to be chucking forever. You got to be chucked. Chucked forever. Chucking chuck the arm. No, so uh, there's something called the Pavlock, and this is the thing that you wear, and when you do things that you're not supposed to do, you're trying to develop bad habits, or sorry, develop good habits, break bad ones. Mm -hmm. uh, you use this to shock yourself. Mm -hmm. So we're going to mm, no get... A la Pavlov. A la Pavlov, yeah, there, there you go. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the sorts of things that we might want to shock ourselves uh, into and out of, and uh, that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So I'm maybe I'll, maybe I'll shock it. myself into liking beer. Um, so anyway... That's all when we come back. Stick around. We'll also be talking about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, maybe, if we get to that. Some Ooh. of our recommendations, uh, whether men should wear clogs, and who knows what else we'll get to. Who knows? You are listening to The Draw live from Cigar Cellar at 1557 Sunset Drive. Catch you on the other side of all of these excellent commercials where you'll learn See all you sorts soon. of things about us. Welcome back to The Draw on 12. A.M. The Man. I'm Nick Jimenez with Eric Calvino. Hello, hello. And Carlos. Carluba. Hello forever. Carlos forever. <laughs> and Carlos forever. We are live at Cigar Cellar of Miami at 1557 Sunset Drive, which, by the way, is a sponsor of this program because, because they, uh, they're good people. That's what good people do is mm -hmm. they sponsor the draw. It's a good business. Too. Are you a sponsor of the draw? No. Well, 
you have some reflection to do. Let me tell you <laughs> about how I feel about these people at Cigar Cellar. Hey, guys, it's Nick Jimenez from The Draw, the show you're listening to right now. And as a person who travels the world visiting cigar lounges, mostly the world in the United States, but also every once in a while I get a little, uh, little passport stamp, get, a little, uh, get somebody to touch my passport a little Ew, bit. You get to shrug your shoulders? You shrug my shoulders, rub elbows with a passport stamp lady. Pretty cool. <laughs> okay. People ask me, about the, the best cigar bars in Miami. What do you tell them? I always answer Cigar Cellar of Miami at 1557 Sunset Drive. That's located right off of Sunset Drive in South Miami. Owner Alex Broche invites you to the man cave that is Cigar Cellar. Sometimes there's a dog in here that makes it a dog cave. Man dog cave. Man dog cave. What, kind, do- of, what kind of selection do they have at a place like this? They have a great selection, including Oliva, my father, La Flor Dominicana, CLE, Arturo Fuente, and some excellent craft beers and wine. You guys, what are you drinking We're having Winwood. Pops Brewery Pops Porter. Porter. And I am drinking a red wine, the name of which I don't know because I Eric believe it is Catena. Catena. I'm drinking some Catena over Catena here. Catena forever. I'm drinking Catena forever. So come over here Monday through Wednesday, or really any day, because I'm here forever drinking Catena forever. Forever. So Cigar Cellar is also the home of our radio show. Guess when you can hear that? Right now. You're listening to it <laughs> as we speak. We are live on site Monday through Wednesday at 6 p.m., and we hang out, smoke, and talk all manner of cigar snobbery. Name a version or a manner of cigar snobbery. We're over here talking it. Visit Alex Broche and the great people at Cigar Cellar, and they will make you a VIP, except there's a member's program. So you can be extra VIP. You come in here and you feel like a VIP, but then if you actually become a VIP, you get access to all kinds of stuff, like their members-only lounge. 24 hours. Which has 24-hour access. It's got humidified lockers. Get all kinds of perks. And the price is uh, is actually pretty good for a place with 24 hour access. I think it's 800 bucks for the year as a, as a baseline. 300 bucks or so of yes. which are uh, are credit to product. Exactly. So you, can, you, you can use it in an in store purchase. So oh. really, we're talking about almost half of yeah. that is what you're paying for just the member the member level access change. to stuff. Uh, very very good deal. Uh, so remember to go to cigarsellerofmiami.com. Also follow them on Instagram at cigar underscore seller. It's cigar seller C E. L-L-A-R, not seller, like a person who sells cigars, and also not like celery, which is what comes on the side with the wings that you that should you bring should us yeah. uh, from Sports Grill over yeah. here with at the blue Cigar cheese. Cellar. With the blue cheese. So, um, yeah, Cigar Cellar, Cigar Cellar, Cigar Cellar. Come on down, y'all. How good are we at ads? We should just have an advertising show. The whole thing will be us doing live reads of ads. Ads on ads on ads forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the show will be called. Advertising forever. You got a chuckle from Curtis. Anuncio. Anuncio forever. Uh, all right. So we, um, we do have a radio show to do outside of the ads. And part of that involves talking about the cigar. So we are smoking the 2012 by Oscar Valladares Maduro, which is a Honduran-made cigar with a Mexican wrapper, Honduran binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. This was number 21 on our list of the top 25 cigars of 2018. Eric, you are smoking the Maduro yes. because we were out of Maduros, or we couldn't find more than two of them, rather. That, that is correct. Uh, Carlos is smoking the Habano, correct? Corojo. Hey, hey, Corojo. Oh, the Corojo, I'm sorry, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, so uh, how are the two of you guys experiencing these cigars so far? We're roughly halfway through, maybe a little uh, more. I'm, I'm a little more. I'm a little more. You've been talking more than I, but, uh, but no, I'm really enjoying the cigar. It's still sweet. Uh, the cedar has turned into more of like a toasty sweetness, which is really, really nice. Uh, again, not a lot of pepper, not a lot of strength. Uh, I, I'm 
really enjoy. It's a it's an easy cigar to smoke and, and enjoy, right? Because of that sweetness. And and again, I, whenever we talk about sweetness, we're not talking about a uh, an artificially um, applied sweetness. This right. is the sweetness of the tobacco. Of the tobacco. So I just want to be clear when when uh, when we say over the top sweetness. Yeah, it's still tobacco sweetness that we're talking about. It's not like like a sugary thing that you're eating. Like you hit candy. it on the nose when you said uh, easy smoking. That's exactly what it this really corona is. is. Right? It's, it's, it's super so enjoyable. easy, enjoyable. It's not heavy. Smoke. Not heavy on the palate. I'm still getting a lot of the same earthy, grassy. Uh, notes, but of also a very light, sweet, a mild, I'd rather say mild, sweet flavor. Yeah. 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 Really enjoyable. What about you, Nick? Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think that it's, uh, the, the burn has been excellent. It, it doesn't burn, uh, at least the Maduro, uh, hasn't been burning like in a perfectly straight line, but it's, it's corrected itself every step yeah. of the way. Um, and but so we do have to note that these are box pressed, all of them. These are box pressed, right? And it's and again, this is a this is a nice box press. It's uh, pretty good, sort of rounded edges, you know. Yeah. And it, it's it's a box press that I'm a fan of. Um, I, I think you know, we were talking about the sweetness okay. in cigars. I think maybe one way to you know uh, kind of conceptualize it, if you're not somebody who smokes a lot or who is used to sort of isolating these things in your cigars, maybe com- compare it not so much to like have I added sugar or not, but rather like uh, in vegetables. Right, the way that like carrots are a little sweet. Yep, that's a good. That's a good way to say it. Carrots aren't sweet the way candy is right. sweet. Naturally sweet. Exactly. It's it's just got the sort of and and vegetables also have all these other things going on. Some of them are a little earthier. Some of them uh, have some like spice or kick to them. Yep. Um. So so that's the kind of thing that we're referring to when we talk about the sweetness in a in a cigar, rather than like if it was a chocolate bar. Well, one thing to note about the cigar, not necessarily its notes or anything, but its accessibility in South Florida, uh, there's not that many accounts that carry this. But again, this is coming from Cigar Snob Magazine's top 25 list. Uh, we purchased these cigars uh, way back when. God knows what store we bought them in uh, originally when we rated them. And, uh, and so here in Miami, they're available at Sabor Havana, maybe up in Palm Beach. I imagine uh, Smoke In has them. Not I imagine. I know Smoke In has them. So uh, I don't know in between there what stores carry them, but they're not the most common cigar down here. Yeah. But, uh, but if you want to try it, you do have to go out to Saboroana, smoke in, or go on their website. They have, uh, they have a where to buy their cigars. Yeah. So, um, you know, one way to get yourself used to smoking cigars is to just, you know, make notes to yourself and have post-its and that sort of thing. Another way is to wear a Pavlock bracelet mm. so that on days when you don't smoke a cigar, you little, get a little electric shock. Yeah. It's something like 300-something volts. Uh, right into your wrist, <laughs> uh, and I think that this is an appropriate way. Who wouldn't to, want that? Yeah, to to train yourself to smoke cigars at a, on a daily basis. I don't think basis. that was their goal when putting that together. <laughs> I don't it think may not have been. Get you to smoke I'd be, more it'd be cigars. awesome to write them a review saying I wasn't smoking cigars, but thanks to <laughs> That's Pavlock, a great idea. I am now a daily cigar smoker. <laughs> I feel the zap even when I don't smoke. Exactly. So, so does does anyone know how the thing works? So does anyone know? Like, is it? I, I, so I have done uh, minimal research. Yes. Mm. However, I, what I can tell you is that it's unclear to me how you can program this thing to yeah. shock you when you're not being shocked. Yeah. To me, That's what the I mean. how does it work? But the most intriguing part of this, my the, favorite thing, the alternative to okay. having it. T- tell me what the the other way you can get shocked. Carl. Are you going to tell what I'm going to say? My favorite feature of this product is that you can be remotely shocked by someone else who has an app. That I guess somehow they linked to your Pavlock. So let's say a, a, a spouse, a friend, a coworker, a boss that is around you when, let's say, you're going to usually smoke a cigarette. 
they can remotely zap you. So you can give it to your bartender? You can give it to your bartender and say, hey, if I order <laughs> if another I order vodka another. soda, zap me. <laughs> and there you go back and you order a, you know, a rum and coke. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> That's you, what you do with your, with your tobacconist, right? <laughs> so like the retailer, the cigar store, when you go in and buy a $4 cigar, hey, if I buy a $4 cigar, zap me until I get that price up to 7 or $8 per sticker. So I think I think you have to zap yourself. That seriously speaking, I think you have to when you're going to do it. Zap. Yeah, yourself. I don't see how else that would work. And then you're. Yeah, it I doesn't guess, have a smoke sensor, smoke no, detector. It doesn't know when. It doesn't read minds yet. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't know when you're going to smoke or when you're going to have fast food. I or think whatever that's ridiculous. Habit you're trying to break. It's only a matter of time. I think <laughs> no. I think this this, They're on this to device is ridiculous. I like so, their name. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, name, the name is right up your alley, right? Have uh, luck. Pavlock is a great name. I, I thought Carluba had come up with this. You know when what? I saw it in we the should, notes. We should do, instead of a Pavlock zap, we should just have headphones that have an actual bell, like uh, like Pavlov did with the there dogs. There you go. Yeah. You know, yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of a zap, it's a nice, an annoying bell, an yeah. annoying yeah. ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like a gong. You get a gong in there. Right. Loud. So are there things that immediately come to mind? Let, let's assume that this thing works the way that it ought to work, or the way that it would make sense for it to work, where you're actually just getting shocked when you're engaging in behaviors that you don't want to engage in anymore. What are you shocking yourself over? Well, I would totally do. So let's say you're on a diet. This is what I thought about for myself. Are we being honest or are we just I'm being, being honest. I'm being honest. I'm, so let's say I'm, 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 in, I'm on board with the whole healthy eating, exercising thing. Sure. I'm exercising. I'm eating right. But it's 10 o'clock at night. I already had dinner. And I'm getting a little, little hunger well, itch. Antojido. Antojido. And, and it's 10 o'clock at night. I don't really want anything but, but ice cream. Yeah. And I usually oh, ice cream for David. Pour myself, <laughs> I scoop myself a massive bowl of ice cream, and then I throw off all the work that I had done that day. Yeah. So I that's the way I'd use it for myself. I think that's a pretty. I, I would I would I would have it uh, whenever I'm going down Instagram rabbit holes because oh, because oh, that one. is a weakness right now. Yes. Yes. That's like probably, could, and that's probably something you could program. Like if an app is open for X amount of yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Like that would work. Yeah. That's easy, right? I don't want it telling me not to smoke a cigar. I don't want it telling me to wake up. I don't want it telling me not to drink. Forget that stuff. Good Eventually you'll, you'll commit suicide if you get rid of all of your vices. But I think that uh, from a productivity standpoint, it should stop me from going down Instagram rabbit holes. Yeah. Good call. How about you, Nicholas? So I'm kind of with Carlos, except rather than the late night snacking thing, my thing is, so on many, many mornings, I swing by my parents' house because they live a few minutes away, and so I go and I have coffee with them. Uh, my mom is a caterer, uh, and so there is very often a lot of food lying around, uh, and I do entirely, too. entirely too much picking at food uh, to the point of, like, I've told myself, you know, okay, yeah, I'm doing a little intermittent fasting here. I'm going to skip breakfasts. And then next thing I know, I'm picando for David. No, picando nah. I'm there microwaving. Hamando for David. Yeah, yeah, I'm microwaving a lasagna for breakfast <laughs> at nine in the morning. <laughs> this has happened on multiple occasions. I feel though this for me would end up being even if it works the way it's supposed to, it'll be just a reminder of what I'm going to do anyway. Like, yeah. Oh, zip, yeah. oh that's, that's right. I was going to have ice cream. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Or zap. Oh yeah. I'm going to go down Instagram right now. Yeah. <laughs> so there are also people who would probably want to zap themselves whenever they solicit prostitutes. Oh, hello. Sometimes. <laughs> It would be a thing. But you know who's considering not there, zapping them. That could be a thing. There's sexual asphyxiation, right? Uh, this could be I, like, I think it's referred to as autoerotic. Autoerotic. Autoerotic yeah. asphyxiation. Well, we are this, about to go down like, a rabbit hole. Yeah. Here. I would zap myself right now. How about we go back to this New York Times story about, Tell me about legalizing. <laughs> so, uh, so this is the New York Times. The headline is, Bills to Decriminalize Prostitution Are Introduced. Is New York Ready? 
The subhead, state lawmakers took a significant step toward expanding the national conversation about sex and crime, even as quick passage seems unlikely. So really the story here is what we're about to do, which is the spurring of the conversation about uh, prostitution or what maybe some people would prefer to call sex work. Um, where do you guys stand on on this issue? Both on the, uh, you know, we can get into uh, get into it however you want, but there's obviously the, the dual question of the moral side of it and the legal side of it. So on the uh, obviously on the moral side, I think that's not a thing you should be doing. Uh, however, I also don't think that the government should be telling us whether to do something or not. Uh, and so, so I, I get this, and I, I'm really surprised that New York is leading the charge on it. Well, not leading, right? Because Las Vegas has this. Sure. Uh, certain counties in Las Vegas, uh, or I should say, in Nevada, have this legal. But uh, I'm surprised that New York is is in on this. Right. So what is the what is the reason for this? Why is New York uh, decriminalizing prostitution? Do you know why? What so, is yeah, the I'm, motivation back there? I'm not sure. Uh, so it was introduced in um, in Albany. Uh, it makes clear that the sponsors view centuries of criminalizing prostitution as failed public policy that has done far more harm than good, driving it, quote, into the shadows in an underground illegal environment where sex workers face increased violence, abuse and exploitation and are more vulnerable to trafficking End quote. Um, Do you know what the what the decriminalization is? So instead of uh, arresting you, you get a ticket, or, or do they do nothing at all? So it's not being legalized; it's being decriminalized. Yeah. So the the bills would allow, and again, I'm quoting here from the New York Times, would allow paid sex between consenting adults, decriminalizing both the buying and the selling of sex, as well as promotion of prostitution, while maintaining the prohibitions on trafficking, coercion and sexual abuse of minors, which seems obvious enough. I mean, right. I can't imagine. I don't think you even need probably um, uh, laws against sex work for it to be covered that you just can't go around trafficking. For, forcing people. people yeah, to forcing do people to do things and abusing minors and all the rest. I, I think, think it you, should totally be legal. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it personally, but I think it should be a, an absolute legal thing between two consenting adults. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, again, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Right? And, that's and not pimps something would be I'm promoters. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's not something that I'm that I'm uh, I'm going out and and doing. But uh, but I agree with you. It's not it's not something that the government should be telling us what to do. Right? If it's uh, no different than someone who doesn't smoke marijuana and they legalize marijuana. And yeah. So you does, can't be does. for one side of that on uh, on marijuana and then be on the other side of it for right. for prostitution exactly. or tobacco. Yeah. Or then, especially tobacco. Yeah. Okay. I think we're all on the same page here. Uh, you know who is committing some fraud? Is uh, There's issues with Zelle. So, Eric, uh, we have a, a – maybe we, we won't name him, but we do have a connection to somebody who had a connection to this Zelle thing. So yeah. tell, tell the people what happened. Well, my brother got, uh, my brother got uh, jacked out of 2,000 uh, smackers oh on Zelle. So using the Zelle app, he, uh, if you read that story, it's the same situation, right? He got uh, fraudulently charged two thousand dollars, and then someone he hacked his his account. Hacked, yeah, without I mean, he doesn't even sent know his it. money just, to a total stranger. Correct. And so he calls the bank, says, "Hey, man, this isn't my charge." They say, "Oh, no problem. We will credit you," right. and then investigate. Then they investigate, and they and then they take the two thousand back out. Right, because they say the the IP the yeah. IP address that was used to send it is the one that you always use. That's exactly what happened to him. Right. And so it's like, yeah, there there's technology. There's hacking ways around this. That's what they do. It's called yeah. spoofing. Right. So anyway, uh, my brother got nailed on that. Two grand. Yeah, just wild. So, so all Zelle is the thing to watch out for. If you have a Zelle account, Fred, at least for the moment, I would uh, deactivate it till they 
until they yeah. uh, fix that. And I, and I could be wrong, but I think Chase is using Zelle now inside all of yeah, banks. That's, that's how Bank he, of uh, America, Chase, all major yeah. banks. You can Crazy. So, yeah, keep an eye out for, for that in your account. All the more reasons to kind of keep tabs tomorrow on. We ha- tomorrow on. we have uh, AJ Fernandez giveaway, so we will uh, forego the Correct. top 25, and we're going to have uh, A.J. Fernandez here in the office. And we're swimming oh, nice. in, uh, oh, in the cigar shop. Check it out. So shop. we'll have A.J. Fernandez here uh, on the show. Um, A.J. Forever. A.J. Forever. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, we are coming up on the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Nick Jimenez. You're welcome, Nick. With Carlos Carluba Rodriguez, who's been listening intently all this time, mm-hmm. and Eric Calvino. I wasn't listening intently. Oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's perfect. This is The Draw on 1210 AM. The Man, we've been broadcasting live from Cigar Cellar of Miami at 1557 Sunset Drive, right next to the Sports Grill, where you did not go to buy me chicken wings. Shame on all of you. We will see you tomorrow. Make it right. Take care.